Early Breakfast. That's right, Early Breakfast with myself, Niklas Bauer, keeping you company until 6 a.m. And let's change pace now. Satire to property, John Lewis, uh, property sector strategist at F&B Commercial Finance. Uh, John, we live in very uncertain times. Uh, and what was that, that old adage, you know, the Chinese curse, may you live in uncertain times. Well, I'm trying to look back at a uh, period in history where I, I saw more houses for sale, more houses for auction. And I am only really reminded of the Great Recession in 2008 and 2009. But in many ways, many people are saying that uh, the COVID-19 crisis is going to be far worse. Yeah, Nicholas, um, yeah, the curse, I think, was may you live in interesting times. Well, it's interesting, ah, too. We uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I think that this is uh, where we have to brace ourselves is, and where it does get interesting is after the lockdowns. A lot of industries, including the property sector, they, it, was, it was a struggle to, do, to, 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 to trade houses, to trade properties, list properties, whatever the case is, because the estate agent sector and the property broker sector on the commercial side were shut down. Uh, retailers were shut down for retail property. You know, that was was bad. Industrial, you know, a lot of them too. And so, you know, we've all there's been a lot of income loss um, immediately with with lockdowns from businesses and employees. It affects all areas of, com- of 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 commercial and residential property. But the where it gets interest, so, so that was the the, more, the the less interesting part and the more certain part. It was we knew that that was going to happen. It's it's obvious when you lock down a big part of the economy, that's what will happen. And there were good, there were health reasons for it. So I'm not going to argue about that. But where it starts get to get interesting is afterwards, when you re- relax the lockdown. The question now is what's coming back. Um, and you know, I've chatted to some people, and they assume some some assume that when we're fully unlocked, uh, you know, property trade is coming back, property tenants are coming back, uh, you know, to you sort of assume in your mind to levels that they were prior to the crisis. But that's where I caution against um, you know too much over optimism, because I think that the knock, the fun, the, the more permanent, the damaging financial knock that this. Um, uh, lockdown has given to businesses and, and, and households has been so significant that there might be a, a portion that aren't coming back. And so trading levels in be it residential property or retail, uh, you know, will, will, will improve from lockdown significantly, but will they fully improve to 2019 levels? That I'm not so sure of. Mm. John? There's two aspects to this, right? I mean, there's commercial property. There's also people that have property for investment purposes. And I'm specifically talking about that lease market there. What do you see happening in the lease, uh, lease market itself? And, and what are the things you need to be keeping in mind if you're a commercial landlord, if you have someone staying in, a, in an apartment that you own as a family maybe that are unable to pay their, their rent? Is this just something that, uh, that you need to realize is, a, is, is something that's not going to go away and try and navigate? Uh, uh, you know, how do you even go about navigating it, for instance? I think, I think so. I think as a, as, a, as a property landlord across the board, what, what you have to think about is that even post-lockdown, when we're all freed up to do business as usual, um, when that day come, fully comes, uh, the you, you, one has to understand that your the, the 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 financial knock to the tenant from the lockdown, the ones that were financially fragile on the edge, um, may not be coming back, may may not recover. There's a portion of that, 
and then the you know you, you don't just I think the it, it's 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 a long road out, and for for those that do come back, they're coming back to a what I call normal recession, not a lockdown recession. Now it's a normal recession, and business and you know incomes for for the for the individual side aren't necessarily what they were before. And that requires a significant dose of understanding and probably tailor-making the deal there afterwards to, to suit the conditions which possibly will be very different from, pre the, uh, from the pre-lockdown era. Uh, in many cases, I think landlords will be renegotiating uh, contracts or leases with tenants at, at lower rentals. Um, but the point is, you know, if you're going to enforce the letter of the law, you know, there's a contract and you've got to pay back or whatever. In some cases, tenants might be able to recover immediately and start paying after the payment holidays and landlords may recoup everything. But I think in a lot of cases, not. The economy will be weaker than before. The incomes will be weaker than before. And it will require probably, I, I think on average, you're going to see lower rentals coming to residential, to retail property and, and the others too. John, this is where pragmatism comes into it. Uh, if you were charging, let's for instance say, ten thousand rand a month, and uh, uh, you know you maybe have a tenant move out or a tenant come to you and say, "Look, I really can only afford seven and a half or eight grand a month now." To my mind, it would make far more sense to say, "All right, I may not be getting the 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 amount that I want, but I know for a fact that I am going to be able to get this amount for the next, say, six to twelve months, and I just have to." Uh, grin and bear it like a lot of people in the economy doing anyway. I think so. I, I think that's prag- pragmatism, as you call it, and you know, I call it realism um, amongst landlords. I think, and it, I think it is going to be there. Um, that will be the economic reality: is that a certain portion of the tenant population who have been good, honest, paying tenants before um, lockdown just won't necessarily be able to keep up with the same level of rental there afterwards. And then use a landlord will have to make a, a, use your discretion and probably is going to vary from case to case. Um, but you've, you've, you've had a good tenant. They've been paying you for, for many years uh, very reliably. Um, you probably want to look after that tenant and um, nurse them back to or nurse each other <laughs> together back to financial health, um, possibly even a few years from now. And, uh, you know, then you don't have a, a gaping vacancy rate in your, in your building. Um, versus if you, you you know you you know play the hardball and expect everybody to get back to pre you know to 2019 levels, you may just have higher vacancy rates and loss of income anyway. I think that's the, the economic reality that that many landlords in commercial and in in residential might be faced with. John, as we end the conversation, what do I do about uh, you know my situation? For instance, if I'm not a landlord, if I am in a house that my family and I live in that I, due to losing my livelihood uh, post-COVID-19, simply cannot afford. Uh, there's lots of different schools of thought on how to try and navigate through, through that trying time. If you're, um, if you're getting into financial difficulty and you, 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 you're a residential property owner, uh, you know, I think the best way, or, or even a tenant for that way, I, I think uh, the best way is to proactively downscale. It's a, it's a tough call to make. Um, and, you know, some, some might be, it, 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 it varies from case to case, but I think for many, and that's what we did see in 2009 around there in the crisis too, is a very significant portion of the market proactively selling to downscale to a cheaper property 
uh, you know, to, re- to revive their finances. And that was a good move for many of them because it's not only about the cost of, of, of servicing the debt on, house, on a house. It's also about your credit record, which in future will stand you in good stead when you, you're back on your feet. Uh, you don't want to mess that up. But also, a house comes with a massive amount of recurring costs, all the insurance costs, all the maintenance costs, all the, it, it, the running costs are, are big. And when you cut down to a lower, uh, a lesser, um, more affordable, smaller, manageable property, a lot of other recurring costs automatically get cut with that. And it can give quite a big boost to one's personal finances and help you to get back on your feet. So that is a very strong consideration, which I think many people will be making in the coming months and, and next few years. John, where do we find out more online? What uh, online resources does F&B have to try and help us navigate this trying time? Well, I think Nav Home is possibly one of the apps that um, our home loans colleagues have got. I can't give you the details right here in my mind. I, I, I work in a different division these days, but um, you know th- th- that's where they are trying to do more for their clients in terms of property market information and um, you know sort of uh, ability to you know navigate the the home loan space. Um, so it's called it's called Nav Home. I think it's navhome.co.za, but uh, that's that's one of the apps that one can look at for an increasing amount of information as time goes by on on you know how to deal with banks and or or, or, or the home loan side of our bank in general. In any case, John Lewis, always a pleasure chatting. Property sector strategist at FMB Commercial, uh, and that website you're going to look for is fmb.co.za forward slash nav forward slash home. That's forward slash nav n a v e.